<laughs> hey, AJ. <laughs> Did you hear? I'm guessing we're live now. Oh, no, we're live now. I was just seeing the okay. gambler. <laughs> and AJ's like, are we live? I was like, wow. <laughs> Uh, that would have been a, I promise one of these days I will start the show by singing the game did, I, did I hear what my good friend that I'm going to listen to all episode and pay attention to what you're saying and and not pay too much attention to people in the chat you are you are making you are writing checks that your ass can't uh, what's the expression hey <laughs> bounce am I bouncing checks over here you're writing checks that oh man what? I ain't bouncing no checks yeah. did you see my last video <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, did you see that Mar the, this game Martha is Dead is coming to PlayStation Five? Uh, flat, it's a flat screen game. Martha, did you did you hear about the controversy? Did you hear about? Why this? did you say that? Oh my no. god! Please, that's the worst worst story arc in any movie ever. Please don't ever mention that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 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 being it's 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 a horror game, and uh, and and only the PlayStation version is being censored. It's like, uh, and so they're like, oh, we're really really sorry. The Xbox version, PC version will remain unchanged. Um, and so and so, of course, I'm digging in deep, digging and trying to figure out what the hell PlayStation could could actually ask them to remove. Um, and apparently there's there's a scene in it. Oh right, right. Spoilers okay. if you're gonna play Martha's Dead, cover your ears for the next ten seconds. But apparently there's a scene in it where you cut this little girl's face off and use and put it on your own face as a mask. And I'm like, you can't censor oh that God. out. I'm buying a I'm buying a Series X <laughs> just so I can play that fucking scene, man. And they said you have full control over the whole thing. And I was like, PlayStation, don't don't turn your back on us. We want to play fucking crazy shit like that. Oh, Hannibal Lecter, man. Right. The only thing cooler would be to do that in VR. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. No? I mean, Anyone? Am I am I by myself on this? Oh, dude. I mean, I'm 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 all about it, man. I'm all about it. All right, dude. Let's start the show somehow. We should probably start. <laughs> there. Hit, it is. hit the button. I'm hitting the button. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and thank God it is, right? Yes, thank God. Double. Uh, it's Friday right here, 6 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. If you're watching it right now, you're probably watching it live. Uh, if you can't see our faces, it might mean that you're over on one of the uh, podcast services that we use, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you're listening to us over there. So much content, so much love. My name is Brian Paul Knishan right here, PSVR Without Parole, and this man over here... The other love of my life, AJ from the Underground PSVR Underground. What's up, man? What's up, Game Cats? Happy Friday! Hopefully, you guys celebrated Wednesday with some pizza because it was International Pizza Day. Oh, I got the and worst then... pizza ever. I did too. I'd already told the story though. So, what was yours? I just I, I got delivery from my favorite pizza place, who all like mm. nineteen out of twenty times makes just fucking amazing pizza. And this yeah. is the 20th time, and they were like, here you go. They must have they must have been too busy and didn't have the time to, like, do a proper pie. Well, proper za. Yeah, well, that's not on you. Mine was on me because I ordered Papa John's for some reason. <laughs> God, what a mistake. Yeah. To, I have, like, there's a lot of things I regret in my life, and that's, like, one of the most, like, the biggest things I regret ever was ordering Papa John's <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> I've got a lot of regrets. Pizza is not one of them. Firebird Old School with the 50 Sekiro says Ska and Happy Friday. 
Ska? Ska. Yeah, man. Like the music. You got you to gotta do the dance now. Ever had to, to knock, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was actually the only song that was going through my head, too. <laughs> oh, I, I used to play in a, in a ska. Well, it was a punk band, but we had... We had some ska and reggae and uh, fusion. AJ, you're like an onion, man. So many layers. Yeah. Bass, well, I was a bassist back then, too. Uh, the bass is the best, man. Shout out to all the bassists out there. You sexy. Shout out to all the real musicians, too. <laughs> the ba- Don't even get me started. Oh, no way, man. Dude, bass is way dip- more difficult than I ever gave it credit for. I, t- I told you. like, I mean, like, I was just trying to... Um, Sometimes I just like you know sit and, and, and write and, and record my own albums, um, and uh, and I was doing a cover of Josh Ritter's "To the Dogs or Whoever," and it's super easy on guitar. And uh, when it came to doing the bass line, uh, yeah, you, you just you just chat in the chat. You 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 just ignore me. Tell me you more talk, about talk to them. Josh Ritter. Dude, it's it's such a great bass line, and it's like, and it just makes the song so much better. And you don't even know why until you like hear the bass by itself, and you're like, "Oh, this is fucking great, man!" I give, it, yeah, now, man, bass is awesome. The Professor Lewis with the two dollar tip says this Sunday's two p.m. East uh, Eastern multiplayer is Zenith, <laughs> Zenith again. <laughs> uh, so, guys, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, make sure you get in over on our Discord. Uh, the link's in the description below. It's uh, it's free to join, and uh, and that's where all the multiplayer meetups happen. Uh, it, no. No secrets, though. We're, we're all on Wave Rider East, and so if you jump into Wave Rider East, you probably run into Wave about Rider. a thousand game cats over there, which is amazing. We've been we're, we're actually an infestation on that on that shard. It's been infested with game cats, uh, and we're going to talk a lot more about Zenith in just a little bit. Uh, in fact, oh shit, I'm sorry. There's there's more there's more tips. I was about to start the show, but we got 50 more Sekiro's from Firebird Old School. We do we do talk about PSVR. We'll get there in a second. <laughs> no, don't don't let the title of the video fool you. <laughs> uh, he goes. He writes Skull. Cheers, SK Skull. Oh, there there you go. Ha ha ha. I'm more confused by his explanation tip than the original tip. <laughs> he, he was just he was just saying he was not referencing. Is that like a Viking chant? Or is that Skull? I don't know. Isn't that like the the, the chewing tobacco? Skull. Skull, <laughs> right? Looper, the underground game cat with the two euros says, thanks, AJ. You're sexy, too. Oh, man. oh yeah. See, right missed... back at you, Looper. See, I, I deserve two euros for, for, not, for being out of the loop on this. You're all sexy, and you know it. <laughs> They're all sexy, and we appreciate all of you, uh, the ones who are here. The ones who support us on patreon.com slash without parole games or support AJ on patreon.com slash PSVR underground. Uh, and of course, you know, everybody that hangs out with us on Discord. But AJ, since it's Friday, I think there's a whole other group of cats that we'd like to thank, aren't there? That is correct. We would like to thank those who support us in another way by changing their name to something GameCat, something GameCat related, or something GameCat adjacent as you and something GameCat adjacent like to say. And this week, we have three new GameCats to welcome to the GameCat Dojo. <laughs> Starting with. Twitcher, the I Love Swordsman Now game cat. Damn right, man. What took you so long, homie? Talk, talk about, about the strangest time. story arc ever. Uh, this is this is like this, this is <laughs> of M Night Shyamalan proportions when it comes to twist in video games. Twitcher was the person who hated swordsmen more than anybody we know, and now he loves swordsmen. Yeah, I still think the game gets a little underappreciated sometimes um, for what it achieves, but only know. when it comes to making top twenty-five lists. <laughs> but uh yeah we've also got markio crouching zenithian hidden game cat 
Oh dude. my god, dude. He he's the funniest dude ever. I've been playing a lot with him in uh in uh the Zenith and uh, yeah. Super cool dude. What up, Markio? And you un incorrected me on pronouncing his names. And yeah. you do this with a lot of things. I'll say Markio <laughs> and then you'll say Marcio and then I called him Marcio for a week and he's like, dude, it's it's Markio. Oh, he's like dude, he oh. corrected us. He corrected us literally the same day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you pay attention to the comments right here while people are alive and ignore me, but yet you ignore the comments on the video when There's he's like, oh, no, AJ got it right. It's Markio. He told us the same day. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Brian, well, it was my fault. That was your fault. That there, was something, there was something the other day. The Do you Toby, know other Markios? We, Do we you? started the conversation. <laughs> we started the conversation saying Toby, and then you said Tubi for the rest of the episode. I'm like, why is he saying Tubi now? I, you just, you're making you just it changed. sound like I research things, and I don't, obviously. Dude, we're here to have a good time, hang out, talk about news, and I'm going to get a lot of the facts wrong. Um, also, this is the only Markio I know. I know six Marcios. This is the only Markio I know, so you've got to give me a little leeway here. Like he's the he's the first Markio. You're the first Markio in my entire life. You might be the last. Finally, too. we've got serial killer loves all game cats. Happy Valentine's! Bing. I love when people say Valentine's because it reminds me of being like seven <laughs> and, and calling it Valentine's. I love it. Serial killer is awesome. Thank you so much. All right, guys, remember, if you change your name on YouTube or Google uh, because you love us almost as much as we love you, uh, make sure you put hashtag GameCat in the comments below. Not in any of the live chats because it doesn't work that way. I can't find you if you leave messages in the chat. But if you leave messages in the comments, hashtag GameCat will give you a shout out on next Friday's show. Uh, one more tip before we get started. Uh, eight goddamn minutes, AJ. Looper, the underground game cat with five euros, says, Zenith also makes me wish every VR game was an MMO. Imagining forming a tribe in Saints and Sin... Uh, sorry, Song in the Smoke. Saints and Sinners actually works too. Or help each other to distract guards in Hitman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It uh, is crazy. Multiplayer in VR is definitely different. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, it it really uh, it really does open your eyes a little bit to, to how great multiplayer is and, and how well it would work in other games. So I... I'm 100% with you. Uh, I love my single-player adventures, but it's been so much fun hanging out with all the cats and taking down uh, you know, all those quests together. And, and, and they've been so nice to me. They've been so nice to me because I'm taking my time playing through it. And everyone's just like, oh, we'll, we'll come back seven hours, ten hours prior to where we were, thir- 20 hours to where, from where we were, and we'll come help you do your quest. And, uh, and, and the crazy thing is, is like, you know, they're being nice to me. But at the same time, it's like, we're all still having fun. Like, the best part about Zenith is, like, just hanging out while you do shit. I like that. We'll talk about Zenith more in just a second. But we're going to kick off the show with uh, a viewer takeover question. Guys, remember, if you're not part of our Discord, click that link in the description below. And you can leave viewer takeover questions uh, on the viewer takeover channel. And maybe we'll answer them right here on the show. Uh, Emily Baxter writes, hashtag viewer takeover. Now that Sony has a sign-up page for PlayStation VR 2, do you think Sony should sell it from... PS Direct only, since retailers screwed the pooch, letting scalper bots buy up most of the PlayStation 5s. I think. Um, I think maybe, and they, they let all the people that do the... I don't know. <laughs> uh, how do I know what is going to be the best outcome until it actually happens? Um, <laughs> you know. So... Uh, I think they need to sell it. I think that's one method they should use to sell it. Yes, that should be one of the ways they sell them. Sure. 
yeah, it's tough because you can't you can't screw uh, you can't screw retailers over, right? Or they'll get mad at you and they and they'll take away shelf space for your PSVR two games or, or things like that. Um, like you you can't screw over the retailers, so you have to make sure that they have a, a good supply of everything. However, um, I do think people have said before, and this is, and I lo- and I love this. I don't know if they can they can make it work, but maybe in the same way that the PlayStation Five camera adapter worked, um, people have said before that. PlayStation VR one owners should get priority over everyone else. If you if you own the PlayStation VR one and you were part of that original group that helped PSVR one succeed, um, and you have and you can just put in the code on the back of your breakout box, that would be so cool to be like, hey, we're putting you to the top of the line. It's like let's let's make sure that PlayStation VR one owners get top tier treatment and make sure they get a PSVR two on day one. I think that would be fucking really cool if Sony did it that way, and then that's how they could kind of handle their um, direct to consumer sales for the first month or so. Yeah. I mean, obviously we want to attract a bigger audience than just the PSVR one audience, but you know, we do want to make sure that those people are taken care of first. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude, we got it. We got a trailer for a new VR game. No platforms have been announced, but it's based on a, I think a popular IP in case you're asking this in a 20 questions game later on. Um, but it is a, it's a trailer for Peaky Blinders, the game. AJ, do you have any experience with Peaky Blinders? No, but I have a description here. If you want me to read it, do it up, man. Travel to Birmingham in 1928 in the new Peaky Blinders. I almost said Pinky. I might've said Pinky. Peaky Blinders, the King's Ransom VR teaser trailer. Fans will be able to infiltrate the seedy criminal underworld of Peaky Blinders, make difficult choices, and explore 1920s England. You'll need to prove you have what it takes to join the crew and earn the trust of Tommy Shelby. Cillian Murphy and Paul Anderson will also feature in this new VR game to voice their characters. Peaky Blinders, the King's Ransom VR, will release this year in 2022. Yeah, it's a weird name. Uh, <clears throat> I've seen the show. Uh, I mean, I've seen the show like when I'm flipping through things on Netflix. I haven't actually seen the show. Uh, but yeah, set in like 1920s England. Uh, it centers around the gang who sews razor blades into the peaks of their caps, which is where the uh, uh, the name comes from, which is sound, which is way darker than, <laughs> way more gruesome than I expected it to be. Uh, and, and, of course, and it focuses on their fierce boss, Tommy Shelby. I get that information from imdb.com. Um, the thing that makes me happy about this is that uh, I'm kind of curious to see where Maze Theory is, is going next, right? Because they had made the Doctor Who Edge of Time game, uh, which right. was, I mean, I think had a ton of potential. I thought it was halfway decent. I think a lot of Doctor Who fans didn't enjoy it as much as I did because I was like, I don't, I don't know how much they're screwing up the reference the material. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I felt like there were some really good ideas there, and if they had more time, more money, um, that their, maybe their next project could be a little bit more fleshed out. Uh, and so I think they're a team that could potentially do this really well. I think they could do it well. And the show is basically like a, it's a crim- crime drama, I believe. And yeah, it's, it's been really popular for a while. So, uh, most people I know that have seen it or watch it really enjoy it. I don't really ever see anyone that's like, Oh, I hate this show. Um, so I imagine it is pretty good, but I know nothing about it. And it looks like it's polished. Um, yeah, they didn't. They didn't actually show a lot of gameplay. That's what I'm kind of curious about here. Is like that, like you know, if you're. Well, gonna it be- seems like it'll be polished. And if it's Maze Theory, like Doctor Who, even though I didn't really care for the game one bit, 
Uh, it was a very polished and really pretty game. So I think at the very least they'll have that. And it had some decent interactions and um, other things. Yeah, I mean, so they've proven that they're really good at making puzzle games. But I just feel like if you're making a game that where you're part of a, a gang, like there better be some really good action scenes. And so like hopefully this will be good for them to be able to like kind of flex their creative muscles, create, flex their gameplay abilities a little bit more than Doctor Who did. Um, because again, I, I really like the puzzles and, and a lot of the atmosphere in, in Doctor Who. But but yeah, it certainly could have used some some action sequences. Sounds oh. like it's going to be very much about <coughs> decision making related. Maybe there's some puzzles and stuff in there too. Um, but definitely sounds something around like the, yeah, the relationship, uh, or something. I, I just don't, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a big action game. Cause I, I don't know. I don't think the show is a big action show or anything. No, probably, uh, probably more of a, um, who, crime who, drama. No, who, who's, who, what's the developer I'm trying Mystery? to think of? Oh. The, the, the developer who made like the walking dead and, um, like the, all, all of those, uh, and Sam and Max and Monkey Island, they they made they made all oh Telltale Telltale, telltale. thank you yeah it's maybe it, it kind of looks like it could be a Telltale style game right, right. AJ will remember that uh, while you see Faridi with the Canadian two dollar tip says Happy Friday guys I love Peaky Blinders excited nice, nice. yeah it's good to hear um, because I don't hear really anybody talking about Peaky Blinders although I know that it's really well received um, yeah uh, again no no platforms have been announced as far as we know they did say it's coming out in twenty twenty two. Um, so I would expect this not to be a PSVR one t- uh, title if it uh, if it is making its way over to PlayStation VR headsets. I would say more likely PSVR two, um, and, uh, and and I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that for, again. Like I said, the last episode, anytime we get an announcement of a new VR game, uh, we'll probably be covering it on the channel because it'll likely be a PSVR two game. Uh, seeing some we- requests here for Trailer Park Boys VR and uh, Face Off VR. The, remember, remember the member face off. Did you ever uh, watch that? John Travolta, Nicolas Cage. I was going to say, is that really what they're referencing? Where it's like they're, <laughs> oh, because is that because of how the show started? Take, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Wally uh, follows up his last tip with another Canadian two dollar tip. Says Peaky Show is like uh, intimidation, atmosphere, drama. Cool. I like that. I'm down. AJ. Hey. Enough, enough about these games that are. Are, are, are coming later this year. What about a game that we've already got that's been seeing some radical changes? So there's this game. I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but it's called Zenith The Last City. That's right. Uh, and it got a major update today. Of course, I'm joking. Everybody should know by now what it is. Uh, and yeah, man, there's some huge, huge changes that have happened. Um, they have added 23 new side quests. They've changed the, uh, the world boss at the very end of the game, which we fought today. We got with a bunch of cats. They've introduced two new forms of currency. Time out. Time out. Okay. Listen, I want to hear about all the changes, but I think it's way more important. We talk about this. We talk about this end boss. Um, what was, what was oh, that man. like, man? Talk to me. Tell me about it. How many cats did you have <laughs> rolling with you? What happened? So we had we had about like 10 to 15 game cats at first, I think, just kind of pouring in at first. And then we had more game cats join. And then we had basically everybody on the Zenith Discord come and join <laughs> our server. Remember how everyone was saying we need to go to another server because ours isn't full enough? Well, that was not the case today because 
We had so many people. It was ridiculous. Um, there was like literally over – there was probably – I, if I had to guess, I think there was actually like 60 or 70 people there fighting the, wow. the final boss. Um, yes. And you killed Unfortunately, them? we did kill him. We killed him twice. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We got to meet a bunch of other guilds. We got to introduce a lot of uh, other guilds to our guild. And they really liked us, and, and it was really cool. Um, nice. Gamecats represent. I love it. Yeah, uh, and there's a there's a couple cool new things with this update too because I was rolling with some cats uh, bright and early. Uh, there's a new dungeon. There's actually a dungeon that you can uh, go on now, and you start a quest and go do it, and uh, you you fight a couple. It's traditional dungeon style where you kind of get a group together, you 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 fight a bunch of enemies, you try to do these little quest items, and then you're fighting like bigger and bigger bosses along the way. Um, and this is what I am hoping is the first of many dungeons uh, because it was badass, man. It was super fun. That's that's really good to hear um, because yeah. that that was something I was a little surprised that we like you know we were t- I, I was actually getting an explanation from like people like Rypop and and, and Pacer and people who have played you know plenty of MMOs before being like explain to me what a dungeon is um, and and tell me what you know explain to me like you know what's what right. is what is it and why is it different than what we have already so it's good to hear that we have an actual dungeon now yeah that being said though uh you know i i think this update was was cool overall there's a couple things that people aren't happy about they uh they did nerf uh some things some some gear that we had the legendary items they got rid of i guess for some reason what it sounds like is that there were people that were making duplicates and like exploiting and stuff, certain stuff in the game. So they took them out. Um, it's always like got to be a few people that ruin it for everybody, right? It kind of mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, we did run into some bugs. Uh, but really great news uh, is that um, yeah, we we spawned. So when we beat the world boss, six more spawned. So not <laughs> like the world boss is already hard enough. And he spawns a bunch of turrets with him. Now it spawned six of them and like a hundred turrets, and it was just chaos. I've got a bunch of footage of it and stuff, nice. um, which I look forward to sharing somewhere. I've already posted some some of it in the Discord in our Zenith section. But um, subscribe to PSVR Underground on YouTube. Make sure you get um, all your Zenith goodness. Thank you for the plug. Uh, but yeah, overall, I like the direction. Not everything's perfect, of course, but I like the direction they're going with this and. And I, I look forward to uh, doing a lot more stuff. And, and yeah, a, a lot of cats were back on and stuff, so it was, it was really fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back on tonight. Um, some, uh, <laughs> I, won't even, I won't even tell you the horror story as to what I was doing yesterday um, that, that kept me from playing all day like I wanted to. Let me just say it was a lot of wasted time in Wanderer. <laughs> yeah, so well. well, oh, and one final thing mm. um, that's really important. Now the guild thing works. So I have promoted some lieutenants. Um, So now I am no longer the only person that can add players. You can find Convict Gaming, my dude, uh, Zombie5150. So keep an eye out for these guys, uh, Belramio. And uh, I'll get you promoted, of course, to to one of the leaders soon, too. Yeah. That sounds like responsibility. It's no longer just me as like an NPC you have to find in the game. That's really hard to find. Uh, so great news there. They got that fixed, and that was – I'm just like 150 people added to our guild, um, so it's nice to have some help uh, finally. Uh, Jeremy, the NES rookie with the New Zealand $2 tip says, Patch has badly nerfed Mage DPS. Sucks to play solo. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, dude, trust me, I was up at 5 a.m. this morning, and so I heard uh, I heard all the complaints as they were rolling in uh, on our Discord. Zenith Discord. Um, I saw everything kind of happening live in real time, uh, even though I wasn't playing the game. Uh, so uh, the good thing is, I think that we can safely say that Ramen VR is a team that really listens to the community, and so you know people have been extremely vocal. And if things that if things have been changed that are unfair, um, you know I do feel like MMOs, especially at this point in the game, are so fluid uh, that the game we're playing right now won't be the game we're playing in a few months. Um, so I'm sure that they're going to be balancing things, and uh, and it do, it does suck. I feel for all the people who you know we're in the middle of a grind that kind of is going nowhere now, but. Right, uh, you know, it's this is kind of. I think this is kind of the deal with early MMOs. What, right? what, well, yeah. What has happened though? It is the deal with MMOs, but you know, PlayStation uh, ecosystem's not used to that. So we don't usually get like on Steam and stuff. The game is listed as early access, but not for us. Is it still um, listed for as early us? access? Oh shit, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of confusion and and stuff about what's going on with it. And yeah, I mean, I both agree with a lot of people, but I. I also like don't care. I think the game is just too much fun. I love the game way too much to like stop playing it. Um, you know, if there's some game breaking issues, I will just write, like wait it out and go back to it. But um, yeah, I, I I can understand people some people's frustrations and and I hope they get fixed. Hopefully, you submit tickets for, to get those issues fixed. But um, yeah, I've played through a couple issues and and I've just I love this game too much. I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to get back to it. Hopefully, I get back on tonight. I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, it does I'm, show you the advantage of a single-player campaign like Wander, which you were playing. Right. And <laughs> let me tell you, doing that game in less than 20 jumps, 40, like four hours, man, down the drain. Uh, I thought I had it mapped out properly, and I did not. Uh, it's going to take me a couple more attempts to get it right. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, AJ, hopefully we'll see Zenith uh, continue to grow and prosper and eventually be on PlayStation VR 2. But... One of our cats out there named Orsique, the tethered game cat over on Discord, left a viewer takeover question, said, what would definitely turn you off from buying a PlayStation VR 2? This is not Nothing. a question. Next question. It's <laughs> not a question we ever hear, man. <laughs> it's like, I, and, I, and I've actually gone over this quite a bit because we were going to answer this question on Wednesday show and we didn't. And so ever since before Wednesday show, I've been thinking about this question and I don't know if I have a good answer. I, I don't know if anything will keep me from buying it. There's nothing. There's nothing that will will stop me from buying PlayStation VR two. Sorry. Right. I think there will be. There could be things you know that are unexpected. That once we play it, we're like, oh, I didn't realize it was going to be like this, and like, and keep me from enjoying it as much as I possibly could. Maybe. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there but, could be things that I'm disappointed or or whatever in, but right. Nothing's going to stop me from buying it. No. Right. Like we 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 all want PlayStation like a, a VR version of PlayStation yeah. Home at launch. We all want like a VR interface and and so if like we put on the PSVR2 headset and those things aren't there and we're still, you know, scrolling through the same old PlayStation 5 menu. Yeah. Like yeah, I'd be really I'm, pissed off. We're going to be disappointed, but but nothing no, nothing's going to keep us from buying it. Um unless they're like Emily, it gives you cancer. <laughs> Emily Baxter says cartoony games and of course all you are is history says no rudder 2.0. You know, it, it, some people are predictable. <laughs> As expected. <laughs> <laughs> and those two people are extremely predictable. You can always count on these same <coughs> answers for everything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, luckily, um, there's you know, plenty of good PSVR 1 news uh, still coming down the pipeline. And one of our more anticipated games coming this spring is Moss Book 2. Um, and, <laughs> and over on the PlayStation blog... 
we uh, we got a little bit more information about and yeah, if I could make my way over there, there we go. Uh, we got a little bit. Oh, there. Look at that. Yeah, we're, I've got I've got a quill statue around here somewhere. I'm sure tornadoes destroyed it or something. But yeah. um, we have more information about the world of Moss Book Two. AJ, do you want to read this, or do you want me to read this? I got this, man, because I am so excited. Uh, we got from the PlayStation blog. This is Mike Felis, the engineering director. Can we start from the top? Let's start from the top. He says. Your adventure with Quill continues in Moss Book 2, the highly anticipated sequel to Moss, where we will soon be rewarded with more of everything we fell in love with in the original. Uh, fresh challenges, new game mechanics, extensive environments, epic enemy encounters, and more opportunities to bond with our favorite tiny mouse friend. Everyone has their favorite parts of the game, but the magic of Moss is rooted in the believable moments and true sense of immersion that shape our every experience and connection to the world. Hey, Listen, before we even move on, look at this screenshot that follows everything you just said. Look at how beautiful, beautiful that looks. Is that Absolutely like, beautiful. Is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's way better looking than anything in Moss Book 1, right? As far as like detail is concerned, level of detail? Yes and no. Um, there's maybe a little bit more foliage and stuff, but... I'm a big fan um, of foliage. Moss is a beautiful game. It's a little bit brighter, a little bit more colorful. Um, it, yeah, it, like it almost looks like uh, what I would think was like a PSVR two screenshot or like a PC screenshot. It, it looks to me like concept art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. too. Cool. All right. Anyways, as we gear up for the release of Moss Book Two later this spring, we wanted to give you a little insight into the careful thought and work that goes into creating our physical presence and fostering those special connections we make in the world of Moss. We heard early on that fans were blown away by the environments within Moss. They would often comment that not only were they beautifully crafted down to the minute details, uh, minute details, uh, but that the sense of scale was honey. I shrunk the kids like bringing an unfamiliar sense of scale that immediately heightened their curiosity. Familiar plants, animals and objects felt whimsical when viewed from a low vantage point. Did you let me ask them? Did you find Moss super immersive? Because I did. That's tough. I, I, I don't I don't think I did. No, not not I feel because I feel like a lot of people did find it immersive and, you know, I, I felt like it was it was really it had a nice art style and I felt like it, you know, had this nice diorama type environment. But um, but I, but I don't I don't think ever peering into a diorama is ever going to click that thing in my brain that makes me go, oh, this is really immersive. So I enjoyed it for what like it was. like deer's but... head pops up at you and stuff and be like, whoa. I mean, I really like that stuff. But but mm. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think immersive is a, is a word I would ever use for, um, for for moss. I don't know. I, let's let I want to ask the. Uh, so I'm not going to pull the the chat, but everybody in chat, let, let us know. Did you consider Moss Book One immersive? Also, it's been a little while since I played it, so I think it would be. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'd have a different opinion if I played it again re more recently. Yep. In Moss Book 2, we're excited for you to feel the sense of scale once again with the addition of much larger rooms to explore. Not only are the rooms bigger, reminding you of Quill's true size, but they allow us to create expansive, multi-dimensional puzzles and platforming challenges you'll have to work through with Quill within the context of a much larger single space. Now, that's interesting. 
Right. So do you think? Actually, they, they go on. To, they, they go on to answer anything I'd, I'd be asking right now. So maybe we just keep going. Uh, to navigate these larger-than-life rooms, we implemented seamless camera cuts using familiar transition fades with no load time. Now you can reach new vantage points within the room, inspect previously unnoticeable details, discover secrets, and solve puzzles without worry of jarring motion or dis- discomfort. Okay, now this answers a lot of questions or a lot of speculation that I was I was thrown out there uh, You know, when, after the game first got announced. One of the things I've been saying was I'm really kind of hoping for some more dynamic camera angles, some over-the-shoulder stuff where it like actually follows Quill through the world a little bit without without fear of making people motion sick. You know, be able to bounce back and forth between these diorama uh, camera angles and then also be like, oh, here's something a little more dynamic and like kind of like right. really bring you down to, to her level and make you feel the scope of everything. Um, it sounds like that's not going to happen. They're going to stick with those preset camera angles and like fade from one to another as you move around the scene. Yeah, which I'm feel? fine with. You're fine with that? Well, I'm, fi- I'm fine with that. And, you know, I'm more excited about the larger rooms and everything because the Twilight Garden was kind of like this. It was, it, it, it was a nice little expansion, um, and I thought it worked well. It also helped to add, like, future rooms and DLC and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was a – there wasn't, like, a moment uh, where I, like, noticed the fading screen and was like, oh, that just – completely takes me out like it really didn't do anything it was um it was fine because just the the production value the polish the quality of it was so high that i was more focused on that and staring at the foliage and and the forest and the backgrounds and all that uh than i was like oh my god that was like a second fadeaway screen just totally broke everything for me didn't happen gotcha yeah I, i will say dude everybody in the chat is uh, everybody in the chat is, is a little bit split on this. Uh, some people are saying it was really immersive. Uh, it's like Twitcher says, totally immersive. And as far as the bond formed between the player and Quill, which I didn't really think about when answering that question, that was an excellent point. Um, Skibby, Skibby the Game Cat says, uh, Moss wasn't VRAF, but it was VROK, <laughs> which I think is a new term we have to implement. <laughs> we'll have like levels, like tiers, like VRAF, VROK. Uh, well, I just had one and I forgot it. VR um, nah, VR nah. <laughs> VR nah. <laughs> the game's VR nah, bro. Nah, VR. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Oh, but so, it, so I'm, Moss, not, I'm not disappointed by this news. I got to say, like, I mean, it, it's it, it kind of you know, it's not the direction I would have taken if I was making a sequel to Moss Book One, but obviously they want to keep this feeling of like being in a storybook and all that um, and keeping the diorama thing. So I'm like, I don't object to it. I'm not like, you know, I'm not upset about it. Um, I'm just a little surprised at this direction they took. That's all. You'll quickly find that all of the rooms in Moss book two are connected, which not only improves spatial understanding of the world, but allows us to inject tension with surprise scenarios when revisiting a known place, triggering emotional ups and downs. Now, when you re-enter a room, you may experience it from a new angle via a camera cutoff, find it peppered with visual differences resulting in story progression, or be able to solve mysteries with a recently uh, with recently discovered tools. Whatever your motivations are for uh, re-exploration in the game, you, you will now see how the world evolves along with the adventure. Brian. Yes. What do you feel about the potential here of Metroidvania elements? Dude, I love it, man. Metroidvania is like right? one of my favorite things. Like, once upon a time, 
game, the only games that had RPG elements were RPGs, and then elements of RPGs started spreading right. into every other genre. Uh, and then Metroidvania is, is, is another thing. Roguelites. Uh, these are these are games that used to be confined to specific titles, and now are and now are branching out and being part of like every game ever made. And uh, and I absolutely love that, man. I, there's nothing better to me than seeing, like, oh, this there's an item up on top of that ledge, but I can't double jump right now. Like, I don't have a rope or anything like that. Like, uh, and then I'm like, I'm just gonna have to come back here in like four hours. I'm gonna have to remember to come back here, and it gives you a reason to kind of re-explore the same environments. Which Moss Moss was very linear, man. It's like you, for the most part, you were going from the beginning to the oh, end yeah. of the game. And with Metroidvania, it kind of gives you like the sense that this is a like a, a persistent world. Right, and, and time is able to pass, and you come back, and things are different than they were before, and it gives you a reason to re-explore things and, and, see, and see things in a different light. I like that a lot. Yeah, me too, man. I am a big fan of this edition, and uh, yeah, before when it, when the game first started, it was very much just you kind of just the you kind of just stand up, look around, and and that was basically part of the gameplay. And so now there's more uh, involvement with the things around the room. Um, but let's continue. Quill's personality, expressive moments, uh, movements, and interactions with us make her the real star of the game. So we need to make sure there were even more moments to deepen our bond with our pint-sized companion. This means more cinematics, interactions, reactions, and character-based storytelling to color the world and further strengthen our relationship with her. With all these pieces integrated into the game, the team didn't want the transitions ruining your sense of immersion. Nothing takes you out of the moment more than choppy animations and transitionings reminding you that you're just playing a game. So the team used a command script to build and integrate animations into the scenes uh, into the scenes. By chaining existing gameplay logic and animations together, the system creates seamless transitions between cinematics, vignettes, and player-controlled sequences, giving Quill more like-like autonomy. Uh, wait, is she real? That's up to you to decide. That's uh, so. D- go ahead. Does that go against the fading screens that we were just talking about? Doesn't that kind of are, are they saying there's like uh, animations that tra- that help the transitions? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm. Uh, I mean, the the fact is that like Quill was already really lifelike. She she felt like a you know like a real character in. Uh, in, in a game that we were get, that we we're getting to know, and um, and I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm interested to see what what they're gonna do with her, and like what kind of interactions we can have with her now that we couldn't before. Um, but no, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think I think they're just trying to make her seem more like a living, breathing uh, character. Yeah. Well, I just remembered that we saw. Uh, in the uh, first, the announcement trailer that there was a part where Quill was like running across a bridge, and yeah. that's when it sparked the question of, are we going to actually be running? Like, is are we going to be following her and stuff? And and then they talk right. about how they they don't want it to be dis- uh, cause discomfort to people, and now they're saying, well, we want it to be like real and always seamless, and uh, and nothing. So choppy animations and transitions reminding. So yeah, I guess they've just smoothed out. They're not talking about the transitions here. They're talking about Quill's lifelike right, uh, right, right, right. features. So okay, that's what I was confusing. So, anyways, uh, now what we do know is that you are real, and we want to ensure you that uh, you feel real in Moss as well. To do this, we trick our minds into believing we are really in Moss through the environments and Quill responding to our presence. Controllers vibrate when possessing enemies. 
blocks glow as we get near them, and Quill looks at us and reacts to our gestures and touch. Uh, I love this. This is one of the best things. And apparently, Polyarch uh, Poly is uh, coining some stuff of, of their own here. But to get that true sense of immersion, we focused on the subtleties that could take us out of the experience by designing a system called Boopables. That gives our virtual bodies a physical presence that impacts the virtual world around us. Similar to real life, grass and ferns move when we brush our hands through them. Yeah. Candle flames flicker as we move past them. And water ripples when we touch it. Brian. Yeah. What do you think about the world being more interactive, but better yet, them calling it boopables? Yeah, I mean, they, they, must, be, they must be cat people. Um, <laughs> because... <laughs> That that's such that's such a cat owner term, um, dude. I mean, yeah. That I think that boop, you get to boop the world now. Yeah, I think that's one something that was missing from from book one. Uh, I do think that your presence was limited. Uh, I mean, really limited. You're like, oh, here's one block that you can grab and pull and interact with, you know. And like everything else was just Quill interacting with the world. And so you, you I to me, I felt like a distant character, even though like you know I'm reaching in and, and interacting with things here and there. Um, it would have been nice if I felt like I had more of a physical presence, and it seems like they're doing that. Um, do you think this is a major, uh, major, uh, like overhaul, or is this just kind of like when, a when, slight when somebody says when somebody says this game isn't VR AF that it's just VR okay? I feel like this is one of those things that can help mend that, you know. Yeah. Um, and the more interactive VR games are, I think the better. Uh, we we already talk about this conversation all the time that this is what makes sets VR apart from other things is actually being able to feel like you have a physical presence within the world. And that does loads for immersion uh, and can be really fun for gameplay too. Because as far as I remember, I, I thought there was some stuff you could interact with, but it was more just like grabbing the trigger and it breaking like a box or a barrel. Yeah, um, and then there was some stuff you could do where like Quill could – slice the grass and the and the grass clippings would fall down and yeah. so it sounds like they kind of polished this a little bit more gave it a little bit more depth and you know the more details a vr game can have like this the better in my opinion lethal weasel vr in the chat says you know who else is boopable <laughs> my mom I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in i'm in i'm held in this suspense man like you can't can't leave me hanging <laughs> like this uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so finally here, this is the end of this. In Moss Book 2, we wanted enemies to have same the same physical presence experienced by Quill and the player. Now plants in the foliage can uh, move and can be cut by enemy attacks. Projectiles launched from enemies also shake nearby vegetation on detonation and generate whooshing Doppler effect as they zip past our hero in combat. We can't share them all, but there are a lot of new objects and responses in this sequel that we believe uh, will surprise and delight you through interactive discovery, enhancing the overall believability of the world. Does this increase your hype level for Moss Book 2? Um, I, I think uh, I think some of these things are really cool. Yeah, I like the I, uh, I like the boopables, um, and the rest is basically I, I like the boopables. I like the bigger more. Uh, bigger more lush environments or whatever mm -hmm. that they're talking about here um and yeah i i am definitely got me a little bit more excited i was already really excited and i'd say that this added to that just a little bit yes 
I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I, I'm not. I'm not getting excited about this game. I'm like, I'm. I'm just not. And uh, and I think once I have it in my hands and once I start to play it, I'm gonna be like, yep, this is great. But but it's just it's not it's 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 not being like, oh man, I can't wait to see what's up next with Phil and the adventure and blah blah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why it's not. I'm not excited for it. But I am. I know that once I start playing it, I'm gonna be absolutely enthralled. So. Yeah, I I don't believe you. <laughs> I think you're going to like it just as much as the first one. I think you're going to go, yeah, it's pretty good, and then be done with it. Oh, dude, I've never oh. said the first one. Was, I mean, I might might have said it jokingly. Dude, yeah. I had to force you to finish the first one. Nah. No. Because Des played it for review, so you never got around to it. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. I finished I, the last chapter, and I, like, I was one chapter away from beating it, and I, and I beat the last chapter, and I was like, eh, that was disappointing. Um, it, it definitely had a disappointing ending to me. I was like, this is this is you know not moving or anything like that. It's, I think it's a great game. I, I don't I don't think it's. I've never said, oh, this is amazing, um, I but I, but I've always thought it was really good. Um, so, you know, I don't know. You know. Not 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 every game's for everybody. Uh, and yeah. uh, and I'm not saying I don't. Even, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying I don't like it. Cause I'm like, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Though. I actually forgot that Des reviewed this one, and uh, and that and that kept me from finishing it because I was like doing something else, but. I did like, um, you know, I do like the prospect of like the new weapons because that was one thing I really liked about the Twilight Garden update mm. was that um, there was like new weapon, new abilities and stuff. And I thought that was cool. And this one they showed in the first trailer, there was the hammer. So I like the idea of getting more loot, more melee weapons for Quill. I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Having it be less linear uh, is definitely turning me on a little bit. Uh, certainly giving me uh, a little bit more love for this already than the first game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. When it gets here, man. Like I said, when, when I start playing it, I'm gonna be uh, really excited. It is interesting to see people like Dead Ringer though. Says I need to finish Moss, and I doubt I'll be buying book, Moss book two. Yeah, if you haven't, if the first one didn't grab you, then yeah, it's it's not. It's probably not gonna grab you. Like it is what it is. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Um, I am a huge fan of this game, obviously, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited about this and. They should have sent me that statue instead of you. Is all this means? Yeah. Oh God. Absolutely, they should have. That that, that giveaway was the absolute worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> I spent three hundred dollars mailing things all over the world. That you de- definitely would have preferred if they sent all that shit to you. Uh, all right. Um, so let's see. Let's let's get caught up on another game that came out recently and has uh, a bunch of updates plans that would be after the fall uh today they announced their roadmap for the future and uh you know it's it was interesting man because i published my review uh of the most recent update uh just you know a few days ago less than a week ago and uh, and i really expected to get a lot of hate uh, a lot of people you know i was i was waiting for the people to be like oh man i fucking love this game and this is the greatest vr game and blah 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 blah, blah whatever you know and i got like two of those comments i was like all right that's not a surprise i I was expecting to get a lot more though uh what what was great was seeing everybody really holding vertigo accountable for the first time ever saying this is fucking ridiculous that it didn't launch with more content it's fucking ridiculous that it took this long to get here and they charged us 40 dollars or 50 dollars for the deluxe edition and this is all we got it's ridiculous that it launched with so many bugs it's ridiculous that it launched with the control scheme that it had it's ridiculous that and people were like fucking angry and i'm so happy that people are holding vertigo accountable because i'm so tired of hearing every i'm, I'm so tired of hearing the super 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 vocal minority talk about how great this game is because it's just not 
There are so many problems with this game, and the, and it has so much potential that the fact that it has so much potential pisses me off. I was like, if it yeah. if there wasn't any potential here, I'd be like, fine, they just released a bad game. But they released a game that could have been great. And uh, and it, and it's not, <laughs> and that's what pisses me off more than anything else. Um, tons of replayability if you don't mind grinding for weapon upgrades that do uh, nothing because there's no end game. <laughs> so it was it was nice to see people holding people uh, holding Vertigo accountable. What's even nicer is Vertigo saying, "Hey, here are finally our plans for this game," which really they should have had uh, public long before launch, uh, so that people could make that decision for themselves. Uh, but here we are. We all bought it anyway. And, uh, and that's that. So today they announced that they've got a lot of content coming. Uh, and uh, the new season, or the first season, is called Front Runner. And the first thing that I thought was interesting that they talked about was the uh, the PvP mode. Because the PvP mode was, I mean, what did you think of it? I mean, it was, it was kind of a throwaway mode, right? Yeah, it was better than I expected, but it was certainly not why I played the game. Or it wasn't the thing that... Uh, that appealed to me at all. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was decent though. Um, but I was all about just playing the campaigns over and over. Yeah. Um, There wasn't any good reason to play the PVP. I think is the issue. It was like, it just felt like the separate thing that wasn't connected to anything happening in the campaign. You weren't upgrading anything. You weren't accruing anything And that. So now they've here come, here's what the updates will be. They're going to allow you to play the four before mode. Instead of that, you can play the whole, you can play the PVP in free for all, which is, which is cool, man. Yeah, more more modes the better. Uh, you're also gonna be able to for all might be cool. Accrue harvest while you're doing this, so you're actually gonna be building currency while you're playing, so it doesn't feel like a wasted mode anymore. Right. Uh, and they're adding a new map called the Stockpile. That, so now that'll be a third map. Um, new maps are always nice. Right now, in my book, the only way PvP is gonna be really good is if they add PvPVE. Where they actually get the fucking snowbreed involved because it's a zombie game, man. It's get the fucking snowbreed into your game. <laughs> it's like, why are you taking out the thing that makes your game your game? Right now, it's just like every other PvP mode out there. Um, but anyway, that so that again, a step in the right direction. Um, and then they're going to be adding uh, a horde mode, and the horde mode is actually coming like very soon. They said mid February, and we're already in mid February, so anytime now. Uh, and the horde mode will come with two maps: uh, the junction and the highway. Um, and unlike PvP, you're going to be able to take all of your upgraded weapons into this mode. And so all of your friends, you can all take your uh, pimped out weapons into horde mode and take down everybody together. Is it, Which, what is it, just like a wave shooter mode or? Yeah, I mean, did you play, the, I mean, they, they didn't go into too many specifics, but I'm assuming it's very much like the Arizona Sunshine horde mode where you just last, oh, as, right, you, right. Where you last as long as you can. It is like, just right. that, that's the goal. Yeah, um, that was pretty good. It, it um it wasn't it wasn't as addicting as like I would say the the single player campaign of of after the fall was, but um, it was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, let's see here in the uh, and then finally they they've discussed uh, some more uh, another harvest run for the campaign. It's the Boulevard Harvest Run map, which uh, is set this on the is streets. where it's at for me. Yep, me too. Sets on set on the streets of Hollywood. Um, and uh, and I, I believe along with this will be when they introduce a new enemy type and then two new weapons, a revolver and uh, an enemy called the skimmer. Uh, there's no release date for any of this. All we know is the horde mode is coming later this month and then everything else is sort of scheduled for in the coming months. 
So uh, this is like a pretty vague roadmap when it comes down to it, but at least we know sort of what they have in have in mind. Yeah, the the new single player level or whatever. What is it called? Boulevard something? Yeah, Boulevard. Um, Boulevard, that that is basically the kind of content that I would want to see more levels to play. Um, more weapons. I don't know how I feel about just a revolver. I mean, is there anything special about the revolver? Because there I, already is. What's that? I mean, they said they, they said it packs a punch, but of course, you know that it's it's. Uh, There's already pistols in it. What happened to the melee weapons? What happened to being yeah. able to take a uh, whatever happened to taking a nail bat and adding electricity to it to making like an electric nail bat? Yep. What happened to all this stuff? Dude, I'm 100% with you. Like, there's there's there's, really... there's a pistol and then there's like a desert eagle or something already yeah. and now arizona <laughs> what they call it the arizona something yeah 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 it's this, this game is really lacking creativity right it's all zombie shooters are supposed to be so much fun and like over the top and this is just like here's another wave of snowbreed and you kill him now here's another wave of snowbreed and kill him here's another and it's like yep like where's yeah Where's the creativity, man? Like, I don't know. I don't know. So. Yeah. I, you know, there's definitely things I like about this game. I have some fun with parts of this game, but. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, Geisen says, I've never seen snow in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, Dan Kiefer says, I thought this game stank. How are you still talking about it? Uh, that's what we do here, man. You know, we, 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 we deliver honest reviews of everything uh but but we kind of pray for you know for improvements on everything too that sucks um yeah, i always try to be fair to a game i mean we were just yeah. incredibly disappointed with the, the disaster disastrous launch and um yeah i mean there's i definitely have issues with this game but like i said there is potential here yeah. for this game to get better um i just feel like it's gonna take a long time to get there uh i don't i don't think that we were so distracted with the issues at launch that we didn't even have time to address the content in the game very much because we were too busy going through how many issues it had. So um, now that it seems like they got most of that out of the way, yeah, I mean, just keep adding to it. And I just wish there was better stuff to grind for, better rewards to grind for, yep. uh, rather than just getting attachments for your gun. Um, I need I endgame like, content. There, I need... there is like some, there's like some paint jobs and stuff, but yeah, costumes uh there's there's so much stuff um that they could add to make this really really cool and yeah. um yeah i don't know it's i i think the game is fun but i don't i think the price is absolutely ridiculous uh yeah. for for what they what they charge for it um and uh yeah oh, dude i, I think know. they know this is a 20 dollar game i think they know it's a 20 dollar game but just like arizona sunshine man they charged 40 and got away with that for fucking five years like and, and you got people defending right. Arizona Sunshine up and down too, and so it's like if you got man, if you've got the audience that's going to defend you and not hold you accountable, then by all means, charge forty dollars and yep. fucking rape everybody. Yep. Like, go ahead, have fun. It's, it should have been a twenty dollars game, and they knew they could get away with forty, and we all got screwed because of it. Yeah, because it's a zombie shooter based off of another game. And right. um, anyone saying this is the Left for Dead that we've been waiting for, I was like, this is the Left for Dead we haven't been waiting for. This is this <laughs> this is the off-brand Left for Dead that like you get sick of after two days. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think you can spend a lot of hours in it. It's just in the end, is it worth it? Like, is it actually worth it? I think there are some fun social aspects. Like, there's something fun about going through the game and, and playing with your friends and shooting, <coughs> mowing down hordes of uh, zombies yeah. and stuff. But 
that there's not there's no depth to there's not a lot of depth to the game and that's the problem I have with it. Yep. Um it's got it's got a polished look to it. It's it's got fun gameplay. It just needs a lot more depth for the price that they're asking. I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, a couple more tips before we move on to 20 questions. Donatello, the scientist game cat, with the $5 tip, says, I'm excited for Moss 2, and hearing Gamescast today makes me want to put on the headset today. Damn VR, YOLO. Wait, that's not right. PSVR for life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you, what up, Appreciate Donnie? it. We also get Dead Ringer with the $2 tip, says, Roadmaps have dates, or at least time frames, LOL. <laughs> that's that's true. This is this is about the vaguest roadmap I've ever well, seen. It's basically. I think in the blog they say... Middle of uh, February. Yeah, so, for for the horde mode. For the horde mode. Only. Yeah, everything okay. else just says in the coming months. Oh, so, in the coming months. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah that's fair enough. I mean, it's close enough. But yeah. Um, All right, man. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for twenty questions. PSVR twenty questions. That's where uh, AJ this time is thinking of a PSVR game, and you guys out there, I really need your help. I don't think I've ever done any one of these by myself successfully. Uh, we got twenty yes or no questions. To figure out what PSVR game AJ's thinking of. AJ, do you have a game in mind? I do have a game in mind. All right. Is this hard mode? Is this going to be hard? That's not a question. <clears throat> All right, I'm put six minutes up on the clock, clock up on the counter the way that Jeremy likes it. Shouldn't it shouldn't be hard mode, but it might be. It shouldn't be. Good. Okay, here we go. Here's the timer. Let's do this. Uh, does it have aim support? It does not have aim support. Does it have move support? It does have move support. Can you also use the DualShock 4? You can also use the DualShock 4. Okay. I'm going to get yeah, I'm just going to go with a bunch of generic questions just like rattle off a bunch of things here um to kind of like nail, nail this down right away. Um does it also have a flat screen version? No, it does not have a flat screen version. Okay, VR only. Uh Has this developer made other PlayStation VR games? I believe this developer has made other PlayStation VR games. I believe so, yes. Okay. That limits it quite a bit. Do you do a lot of shooting in this game? You do no shooting in this game. No shooting? All right, we're going to go with Mark Pringlesleaf question then. Is it a puzzle game? Um, I would not classify this as a puzzle game. No. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Seven. Uh, let's see. What else? Blue Jew trying to throw me off here. That doesn't help me at all. Um, <laughs> she probably just saw that you just said puzzle game. Oh, no, no. I know. My, my, my chat's usually about 20, 30 seconds behind, so. Um, can you boop in this game? I love this. Uh, yeah, do you Super play as a human? Uh... You do not play as a human. Um, okay, Looper. I like Looper. Do you have full locomotion in this game? You do not have full locomotion in this game. Okay. I don't believe so. You're tricky, tricky over there. Um, okay, let's let's review what we so. have. You can control this game with moves and or the DualShock 4. It's VR only, no flat screen version. This developer has made other VR games. There's no aim support. There's no shooting. It's not a puzzle game. Uh, you don't play as a human. 
uh, and there's uh, and there's no full locomotion. I don't think that there's full locomotion. It's probably easier to guess the game if you imagine it doesn't. Is this an ad- okay? I'll go. I'll go with Endeavor One. I think. Is it a rhythm game? Is not a rhythm game. That was number ten. Yeah. That's sort of stuck for. Uh... Okay, so no full locomotion. Traveling men is asking if it's on rails. I'm always curious. Okay, shades. I'm gonna go with shades. Is it third person? Um, yeah, it's kind of third person. I think so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like, what is it? What's the specific here? Let me make sure I'm getting this right. All right. I've seen this question multiple times. I've got to ask, do you control vehicles in this game? You do not control vehicles in this game. Okay. It's a uh, it's a type of third person, I would say. <clears throat> All right, let's think, let's think of this real quick. Let's think about this real quick. You're, um, you have two we have two and, minutes you have left. Asked Twelve. Okay. Um, I have seen it in the chat, just so you know, but I wouldn't use that. Man. That, that somebody me. has gotten it. I didn't see any good. I didn't see any good suggestions in the chat. Oh no! So somebody had a good suggestion that I didn't realize was a good suggestion. <laughs> God damn it! Everybody re-suggest the things that make sense. Um, <laughs> um, is it a? Is there any kind of strategy element to this? Um, no, I wouldn't say it's a strategy game. Okay, no. that gets rid. Of, that gets rid of um, tethered. No, we'll call it no strategy. Uh, is it multiplayer? It's not multiplayer. There goes bloody zombies. Right? Fourteen. Um, these. Why do people keep saying Theseus? Does that make sense? Third person. You don't play as a human. Oh, that makes okay. Yeah, it doesn't have move support. Theseus doesn't have move support. Medusa and her lover. No. Um, okay. Does it have melee combat? Does not have melee combat. Fifteen. Okay. This is this is not going well. Uh, is there a horror element? Good question, Alejandro. Mm, not really. No. No. Uh, is there a creative element to this game? There's no create creative elements in All this right, game. There goes squishies. I mean, um, yeah. Dan Keeper says, "Does it suck?" Let's go with that. It does definitely. It definitely does not suck. That not is suck. eighteen. 18. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I've seen hints, and I've seen the game <laughs> guessed. That oh would get God. you on the right track. <sighs> was this published by Vertigo? This was not published by Vertigo. Shit. You um, have to guess now. Okay, I've got two seconds. Is it Invisible Hours? It is Invisible Hours. What? Which, <laughs> which Looper the Game Cat I saw say first... And then Flame Hat and then Donatello the Scientist Game Cat reiterated and saved your ass in the last <laughs> Two seconds. second. 
It is invisible hours. Third person Good job. Third person. Omni third. I said. I said a type of third person. It's omni third person. Third person. I said. I said omni third person. Well, I didn't say omni. I said a type of third person. Yeah. You what got other it. What other VR games did Tequila Works make? Or PSPR? Uh, they made. Uh, 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 Why is this not uh, uh, the Groundhog Day one? Right? Oh, they did make that. God damn it. Oh, whoo. VR only moves and dual shock. I only remember using the I don't remember using the moves for this at all. Oh, by the way, let me say I freaking love this game. It's broken with the move controllers, but you can still play it with the dual shock. Uh, I thought that I would hate this game and no, I actually love this game. A little tiny bit blurry. Um You don't call this a puzzle game? No, I call it an narrative driven um, Murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was saying I saw Traveling Man saying uh, story driven, and I was like, ah, ah, say say story driven. You know, you always ask, is, is it narrative driven? Yes, this is a narrative driven, yeah. like interactive movie kind of thing. Oh, it's a it's a murder mystery, is what I would call it. Yep. It's it's a it's very much a murder mystery game, and uh, it's freaking incredible. I highly recommend it, uh, even if it doesn't sound like your type of game. It is super super cool. Written yeah. by you, Rob Yesco. Brax Bro says, isn't Invisible Hours not VR only? I feel like they added um, a flat screen mode at some point. Is that not true? It doesn't matter. I only know I only know there was a like a quest port, is all I know. It doesn't matter. My favorite thing, everybody should know by now that my favorite thing, also, also I gotta say, uh, just a shout out to the love of my life, Flame Hat the Game Cat. Because even though other people suggested the game prior to Flame Hat, he was the one that I read <laughs> at the buzzer. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for saving the day. Looper the Game Cat, uh, Underground Game Cat, right the two euros says there's definitely some shooting in the Invisible Hours. But I will say my favorite part of 20 questions is just shooting holes through <laughs> through, through <laughs> your answers. I don't even care if the answers are correct Wait or not. a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I can't think of shooting in the Invisible Hours. Why can't I think of that? I mean... What did you ask me specifically? I mean, there is a do you, do you gunshot do a lot of shooting? in the game. Yeah, there I, is a gunshot in the game. There's I've, not shooting. If he, yeah, if you had answered yes to that, <laughs> I would have. That would have really <laughs> thrown me off. Yeah, yeah. All, All right, you guys, let's yeah. get out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this awesome, awesome Friday. We love you guys so, so very much. Uh, you are the best community, if you didn't know this already, of all time. I'm sure AJ's typing something in the chat and ignoring everything I'm saying. So let's make fun of him real quick. What do you think's under the beanie? Do you think it's just exposed brain? I think Mohawk. So. <laughs> Mohawk. One Dread. of us has to have blue, one. blue dreads like my Zenith character. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, guys, please don't forget, uh, if you want to support the channel, uh, obviously you can do that the way that you did this whole, the whole episode by uh, by donating during the show or going over to patreon.com slash without parole games or supporting AJ over on patreon.com slash PSVR underground. Remember to subscribe to his channel as well. Looper's not letting us go. He says, <laughs> with the five euros, says, by the way, here are my top five time manipulation games, because that was a topic we were just having. Um, number five, Doctor Who. Number four, Derosine. Number three, Transpose. Two, The Invisible Hours. One, Wanderer in its rightful place. Gabriel004, the license to Meow GameCap with the five dollars. Uh, $5, says, happy Valentine's Day, or have a great weekend, everyone. And or have a great weekend, everyone. Yeah, for everyone who's, who, who's alone. Uh, just come over here and snuggle with me. I've got a bad cough, though, so you might all die. I'm sorry. I apologize ahead of time. Thank you guys very, very much. Don't forget to subscribe to AJ over at PSVR Underground for all of your Zenith love. And don't forget to click like on this video and subscribe to me 
I don't know. I forget what YouTubers say. It's a thing. Thank you to Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry. Thank you to Jamie Out. Thank you to all of our mods, not just here, but over on Discord. We love you oh so very much. Couldn't do this without you. AJ, can I cue the fucking cat and start this goddamn weekend off with a bang? You're the cat, Brian, because I want to say have a great weekend to Blue Jew, the underground game cat, elite name squad in the house. Guy Sud Fistbump to you, Jesse J, the Terra Mage Game Cat, LC2552 Beats, the musical, musical, Game Cat, Game Cat, musical, musical, Game Cat, Game Cat, Dan Kiefer, Flame Hat, the Game Cat, uh, Time to Play with Game Cat, Genetic V, the Emperor Game Cat, Shades of Great Matter, Traveling Man 3775, Rock On to You Too, my dude, Anakin, uh, it says Gucci, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, uh, uh, Endeavor One in the house tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out, having some fun. Mark Smith, I like you too. Mark Smith says I like you guys. Oh, I, I, I like, like, we like Mark Smith. Mark yes. Smith is a good dude. He's been Mark Smith yes. was going back and rewatching some of the earliest videos on the channel. So I saw his comments on like Gaming Without Pearl episode one, and I was like, shit, man. I hope this is good. <laughs> I can't imagine it holds up. Emily Bex, clear the hashtag, the heart, the cartoony game, which game kit, god damn, that's hard to say. <laughs> All you are is history. Uh, Robert the Game Cat, stay cracking, my cracking friend. Gabriel Double for the license to be our game cat. Meow, 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 meow. Top tell the scientist game cat passed me an inch slice. GC13, the time pepsi cat, hello. Says I'll see Peep on Zenith at some point this Hell weekend. Yeah. Good, we will see you there. Lose review says bye bye. Dorothy, the Balkan cat. Ha 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 ha. What's so funny, <laughs> man? <laughs> Darth Vader doesn't laugh. Um, Everybody wants an update bro. on the toe, AJ. Uh, toe is doing better. Um, I still got to take it a little easy. It's not, I'm not out of the woods yet. Uh, it's been really, really difficult to honestly sitting at the desk here right now is probably one of those painful things. Uh, no, it's, it's doing better. Uh, it's hard to sit at my desk for a long period of time though. So I have to take breaks in between editing videos and, um, you know, some games I can play. I play with my foot propped up. So um, <laughs> you're going to say I play with my foot. Some yeah, games no, I, I just strapped the move controller to my foot and go to town. I'm really doing everything I can to try and uh, and get it healed as fast as possible because, man, it has taken me out of the game for a minute, and, and I really just hope it heals faster. So, oh, doing yeah, my man. best, man. Can we can we can we can we go now? Is that it? Let's 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 tango boogie. Let's tango boogie. Can we boogie tango? What the fuck does tango?